Hey, ghosties, what's going on? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. My name is Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. And we are your hosts. On today's episode, we will be discussing our haunted location and serial killer of the week, as well as a tarot reading at the end of the podcast. Chelsea, how are you? What are you drinking? I'm good. I've got a lot going on right now, trying to get our short story part two episode written and so we can start recording and yeah, busy, busy. I really love narrating part one. Oh, if you love narrating part one, you're gonna love part two. <laughs> I'm excited. Part two is to die for. Ooh, to die for the way she said it. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I have to, but I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your other question, I'm drinking iced coffee today. Nice. Uh, did you make it? Did you buy it? Uh, I bought it. I just needed something, like, right away. So I just stopped and drive through and got an iced coffee. And I only got an iced coffee because it's warm outside, finally! Is it? And it's kind of it's kind of chilly today. It's okay, kind of, well... In the 60s. Yeah, okay, so it was, like, 60s here, too. But for Midwesterners, that's, like... Mm-hmm. short weather like that's that we wear shorts and tank tops and yeah that's warm for us yeah we're all about that <laughs> yeah you know what i i love this weather like i love it the way it was today and yesterday just absolutely beautiful cool fresh a little bit of sun type of weather but i don't know the cold we had last year here in la was too cold for me and i don't know if it's because i'm getting older but my body really tenses tenses up like a lot to the point where it hurts. So I can't I can't deal with that cold. I used to want to like experience that weather, but uh, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to suffer. We all change. Yeah, I guess so. Now I want to. I went from wanting to live like in Washington or Oregon to like I'm down to live in Arizona for like a year or two. See. I'm not, I don't really like the hot weather. I'm more of, like, a fall person. I don't really like spring. It's more wet than it is in the, like, than fall is. Mm-hmm. But it could be, like, fall all year round, like, fall weather. I would be super happy. Or even, like, sweater weather in the morning, you know, tank tops and jeans in the afternoon, and then, like, huddled around a bonfire at night. Like, I could live that way all year round but as far as like where I want to live though you said you would live in Arizona I'm not sure where I would live but I'm thinking like I've always wanted to go to Vermont or Massachusetts Ooh, Boston no Salem but see that's the thing though it's not even because of like the history of witches or anything like like that it's just the fact that everything that i've seen of salem is just so pretty and like i don't even have to go to salem like just anywhere like in that general area it's just really gorgeous out there the same with vermont that's why i want to go there because it's just it's so pretty my friend nancy goes back and forth from boston to here and last year she went to salem And she sent us some pictures of when she went out there. And yeah, I could definitely live in that type of environment. I absolutely love nature. I love trees. Like, I could live in that type of environment. 
I think the reason yeah. why I say I want to live in Arizona, though, is not because of the heat, necessarily. I think I just fell in love the last time I went to Arizona so much that, like, I just want to feel that what I felt in that moment, but continuously, you know, and I'm, I'm knowing myself, eventually I'd get tired of the heat. But the good thing is, is that it's dry heat and not humid. Heat, yeah. Like, out here you know like ew i don't want to stick to the fucking chairs like you know what i mean yeah but yeah i know salem good choice i'd definitely visit you in salem i need to visit <laughs> you now but yeah yeah but you'd have more incentive to go visit me in salem <laughs> more yeah yeah it's true what are you drinking um you know what i'm drinking water and let me tell you why because i'm mad <clears throat> so many things made me mad today but i didn't let it ruin my day supposed to mention something to you before i asked you what you were drinking we have a shout out for you from one of our listeners for me yeah one of our listeners arlene she wanted me to tell you that she says hey vero what are you drinking <laughs> water i wish i had a better answer for that why did you save it for next episode i'm just kidding i'm so sorry to disappoint arlene but yes tonight it's <laughs> water this morning, I picked up my nephew and we went to Baldwin Park to pick up some... We went to UPS to pick up my brother's shoes that never arrived to his house. And after that, we went to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, cool, I'm going to get my iced coffee. I'm going to put it in the fridge. I'm going to save it for later. Pulling up to the window and there's a sign that says that their machine is broken. So they're not currently serving any of the drinks that I would have wanted. So yeah, uh, I'm stuck with water, unfortunately. So, Veronica. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not high enough for this. What? Have you ever been or would you ever go to a graveyard at night? Yes. 200% yes. Yes, you've been or yes, you would go? I would go. Sorry, I forgot that was a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never been at night. Maybe I have for, like, you know, a burial, not a burial, but like a, a viewing, but not- Who has a viewing at night? Well, I think it ended up it being in the evening and it led to being into the night type of thing. Cause I remember my grandpa's was like that back in the day. I think that was like, what, 20 buck, 2015? No. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Anyways. Yeah. But I would yeah. go and want to explore the, are you laughing at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I wish I could just be like, you know, what, I'm just going to shut up. But then this podcast would be pointless. <laughs> um, Yeah, I would want to explore a graveyard at night. Would you? Or have you? Yeah, yeah, I've been. But you know what? You have graveyards out there that aren't fenced, huh? Yeah. And yeah, fun story. Uh, Actually, there's a graveyard right next to my house. Shut up. You know what? Dude, yeah. Why does that surprise me? <laughs> I actually, I've taken my dog, and I've gone for a walk, and if I walk the whole graveyard, like, walk there and back, it's a full mile, so wow. it's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you good? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, just ignore Veronica dying. Everything is okay, I hope. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Oh god, we're gonna be saying that shit throughout the whole episode. I'm so sorry, Gusty. <clears throat> oh man. Excuse me. I don't know what got into me. I can tell you what got into you. 
anyways wait um, wait wait that sounded so bad uh we're gonna we're gonna not do that <laughs> what kind so of podcast bad. is this chelsea i, Fuck, get I don't it. even know anymore for you, but i didn't sign up for right. this <laughs> yes you did <laughs> yeah actually you volunteered yourself for this Oscar, anyways. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So if you had to be a spooky Halloween pet or like something that's associated with the holiday, what would you want to be? Hmm. That's a really, really fun question. Pet. I love pet. I think I'd want to be a black cat because they kind of sound badass even if it wasn't Halloween, like, you know? Dude, same. <laughs> but I- I'd be a black cat with like a resting bitch face. Like with the yellow eyes, you know, just looking at you like I'm gonna yes. cut you. You know what I mean? But then I'm like yeah. purring all up on your leg. Yes, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be your answer too. Yeah, but also like I wouldn't mind being a bat. I don't know if it's just because my TikTok is filled with them, but like there's so many <laughs> bat videos. Well, there was Who, who's FYP on TikTok <laughs> is filled with bats. Dude, me. <laughs> No, dude, they're so cute. Like, no, they are. But yes, they are. My FYP is filled with like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard shit. Like, how? Like, no, like that's what I'm saying. Before the Amber Heard case and before this Roe versus Wade shit, like it was bats. It was funny dog and cat videos. I get a lot of wolves on there. Like, I got so many like animal videos, and now it's like Johnny Depp and Roe versus Wade, and I'm like, I want my animals back. There's yeah. also some other stuff on my FYP page that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> no, let's talk about it. We can't edit that shit out. Let's talk about it or keep it. Let's what what no. tell us one thing. No, we're gonna stick with the animals. <laughs> tell me one thing, but I wanna I wanna know like what is it? Uh. It just, it emphasizes how fucked up I am. Okay, you swear like I'm gonna judge you. Um, well, there's the, uh, the, it kind of goes, like, hand in hand. It's the, like, the dominant submissive side. Oh, yeah, I've had that on my FIP. Oh, yeah, that's a constant for me, though. And then I also get dark romance books. Oh, yeah, you, you're into that. I've heard you talk about that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, so you've probably never experienced the flipping through your FYP page and all of a sudden it's like a thirst trap with a storyline that you can just, like, go read. Oh my god, yes. I can't I can't ever get on TikTok without getting at least five new books. <laughs> like, five new recommendations added to your long-ass list. Books to buy! Well, actually, a lot of the books that, uh, because Dark Romance is not a marketable genre like mm-hmm. it's too controversial mm-hmm. so a lot of the stuff is on kindle so it's free to read well i mean it's not free you have to pay for the kindle membership but i usually just read all my stuff on there and then after if i mm-hmm. like it i'll buy the physical book Got you. yeah so anyways moving on i have a riddle for you okay Actually, funny enough, this is a it's a TikTok riddle. I was scrolling through and it popped up on my FYP page like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ask your friend that you've been friends with for like 10, 15 years and see what they say and how you guys disagree. All right. Okay. So if we have a meeting at midday and I ask you to move it forward two hours, what time are we meeting? 2 p.m.? No. Uh, do I if, keep if I, I'm asking you to move it forward two hours, if, I'm, uh, if you're asking me to, fuck, <laughs> I should not be smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Oh, should have done this shit first. 
see. What was the question? <laughs> if we have two hours forward. Yeah. And it was midday. Yes. Three. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> what? I'm asking you to move it forward, not push it back. Midday, isn't that like afternoon? <laughs> Midday is noon. It's 12 p.m. Um, oh, I get it. Like, make it earlier. Right? So, <laughs> if it's moving forward two hours, what time is our meeting? <laughs> two hours after midday. Bitch, <laughs> 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 <It's> midday. <laughs> Bro, it's 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. God. Does, it, does it make sense? It does. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> Moving forward. Okay, so, Chelsea, guess what? What? I went to the Whaley house over the weekend. Yay, yay. I saw that on your Instagram. Tell me all about it. Literally, it was on... It's Okay, the Whaley house is literally something that's on my bucket list like it's that important for me to have gone here so the fact that I actually got the opportunity to go and not only that but for my mom to do the tour with me and my brother like it was just the funnest funniest experience ever yeah how'd your mom do with that you know what this is what I expected from my mom when I told her because I was like you know mom there's this house that I want to take a tour of are you down she said yeah is it the one that you walked around last time you went I was like yes because it was closed because of COVID she goes okay and I was like cool and then I was like what you do need to know that it's haunted and that's one of the reasons why I want to go she goes okay I was expecting her to be you're crazy yeah exactly I thought so too yeah you're gonna you're you're crazy if you believe in that, and if you believe in that, it's gonna make you crazy, because she's told me that before, but she, I didn't get any of that, it was, okay, and my brother didn't really have an option, if my mom was going, he's going, we're not gonna leave him, like, outside in the sidewalk, you know, so, he tagged along, (laughs) (laughs) but it was fun, our tour guide's name was Bullet, shout out to Bullet, I took a picture with him, my mom thought that he was in my face a little bit too much, and I was like, what do you mean and get it, like, flirty, like, he's flirting with me and i'm like (laughs) anyway surprised she didn't go off on him in spanish no i think she just like i think she she found amusement in it and was just waiting to like talk shit to me about it (laughs) because it was a funny conversation the way she brought it up she was like (laughs) he he was really up all up in your face every time and he just kept looking at you and blah 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 anyway that's funny as shit Um, the house is absolutely beautiful. It is very small. It's two stories. I got to see the courthouse, which was pretty cool. And did you know it's still active? They literally have, like, a, a thing this week in that courthouse. Like, what? Really? Yeah. I didn't feel anything. I didn't see anything. I wasn't scared at all, even though it's one of the most haunted houses in America. But I think I was just having fun. I was just a little too happy to be there, and I was a little distracted. So I want to go back. But I want to do a, like a closer to night tour you know like yeah I wanted a little bit more spooky and I want to be more chill about it you know yeah so yeah that was that was fun but I do have a quick question for you 
If you could get anyone's autograph tattooed on you, whose autograph would you want? That's a good question. Well, we both, we all know, the ghosties included, all know who you would get tattooed. No, let me talk about it. Answer the fucking question. <laughs> let me have my moment. This is this was my way of bringing him up, okay? Answer, <laughs> just answer the question. I know that's why you who it would be for me, okay? I don't care if you already know. Maybe the oh. listeners don't know. Oh, no, they know. No, they know. I mean, no, yes, they don't. They, <laughs> they know. Anyways. So who's your answer? I honestly have no idea. Like, on the top of my head, the only person that I can, like, really, really think of would be Sarah J. Mass. She's an author. And I would only get it tattooed if I got a quote from her, uh, shit. I can't even remember the name of the fucking series now. Uh, <laughs> what a fan you are. Yeah, I know, right? Um, from her... Of Court of Thorns and Roses series, which okay, I'm already yeah, I'm already getting the Night Court symbol from that series tattooed eventually. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like it would make sense to have a quote and then just have her signature underneath it. Man, I hope that I read a book one day that inspires me so much that I'd want a tattoo to dedicate to it. You know, there's a lot of bookish tattoos that I'm gonna get just because they've like influenced me so much. I guess is what I want to say. I have my Harry Potter tattoo. It's not done yet. I still need to get the Slytherin snake on it. And then I'm getting a, a tattoo. Uh, I mean, I have my Supernatural tattoo. It's not a, not a book series. It's a TV show. But And then I'm also going to get like a really small one for the Vampire Diaries. And at one point, some of my other friends and I, we were going to get matching werewolf tattoos for Jacob from Twilight. Just because like, like, I, like I've said before, like that did play a part in my life even though I fucking hate them now <laughs> sure but uh, yeah there's like there's a bunch of bookish tattoos that I'm gonna get so I've never been more embarrassed to be your friend I'm kidding I love you that had some like Harley Quinn vibes right there <laughs> I am feeling a little crazy today today that, that, that's like a everyday thing don't 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 act like you know me okay? <laughs> I've you only known no you for 20 clue. years you have no clue what the voices in my head are telling me right now. Like, there's no way you can know that. Yeah, I probably, like, I've been friends with the voices in your head the same amount of time I've been friends with you, so. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, I don't have voices in my head, people. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> whose autograph would you want? I'm scared. <clears throat> oh my god, what a great question. That we already know I the think, answer to. I think I would want... Um, hmm. Oh, uh, Pedro Pascal, maybe. I don't know. Imagine that! I wonder where I would get it, though. I think I would want it next to my wizard tattoo. Did you know there's a podcast about Pedro Pascal? I didn't know that until I saw one of his interviews, and they asked him if he listened to it. He said no, but that he would. And I was like, oh my god, that's so exciting for him. I mean, for them. Have you listened to it yet? No. <laughs> I'm gonna get a little jealous. <laughs> Dude, imagine that they, like, he asked them to be on it. Dude, I would absolutely love that for them if he was actually on their podcast. Like, ugh. I'd cry for them. <laughs> Moving on. What is something pricey that you would like to buy, but it's kind of useless? You know, like, some people like jewelry or purses or, I don't know. Does a does a rose court bathtub count? 
Because I mean, like, I've been seeing this company, they built, or not like built, but they like cut out a rose quartz bathtub that's heated with jets and can fit like six people in it. Wow. It's a fucking bathtub. And I was like, that's my dream. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. But if you ever come across that again, send it to me. Okay. What would you get? I don't really have an answer for this one, though. Well, that's your problem. Think of something. Oh, my God. You're... Okay. I know what you would buy. What? Pedro Pascal. He's not useless. I can use him <laughs> for so many things. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not unlock what that would be. Uh, I walked right into that one and didn't even realize it. I love it. I really do love when you do that. <laughs> Moving on. What would you actually buy? Trying to look around my room to see like what I have that's really useless that I bought. A mansion? That's, a, that's not useless. That's a home. A mansion is a little bit excessive. Of course, but it's not useless. I don't know, dude. I don't have an answer for that. I'm sorry. A fucking sorry. chandelier, man. A chandelier. Dude, Sam, I would love to have a chandelier. Straight up, made out of crystal, chandelier, beautiful, huge, very much useless. Okay, now that we're finally done with that flipping question, man, <laughs> let's go Let's go ahead and start segment one. What's the haunted location of the week, Chelsea? So this week, we are traveling to the Midwest here in Indiana specifically Gary. We're going to talk about the Hell House. Mmm, fun. Now, I've seen a bunch of different things on the Hell House, and I never really looked into it. I know it's kind of popular. I was just kind of like looking at places nearby that I could possibly go visit. Well, (laughs) spoiler alert, the Hell House has been destroyed, so. (laughs) No! (laughs) Yeah. Won't be going there, but I was looking into the history and stuff, and it's kind of interesting. Um, it's kind of one of those where I actually don't believe, like, I'm not sure if I believe it was actually haunted. Oh, so, okay, interesting. We're going to rewind. So Gary, Indiana sits along the side of Lake Michigan, and it's about 25 miles from downtown Chicago. And it has a bad reputation for having the highest murder rate in Indiana. Actually, I should say it has the highest murder rate in, like, in general in the U.S. Now, no matter how hard I looked, I couldn't find any information about the house before the incident. So, the weird things start happening in November 2011 when Leota Almonds rented a home in Gary with her mother and her three children who were at the time 7, 9, and 12. In November, here in the Midwest... It's usually snowing and very cold at that time. So it was very weird for there to be flies swarming the windows at the house in the middle of winter. So after that, yes, it is. Leota and her mom say that no matter what they did, they could not kill all the flies. They tried really hard. But then her and her mother started hearing footsteps when others weren't around and in empty rooms. So it kind of it kind of escalated and then March 10th, 2012, her daughter was having a sleepover when in the middle of the night they heard screaming 
And when her and her mother ran into the room, they found her daughter floating in the air above her bed. Now, this is also, it. I couldn't find denial or admission um, because the friend obviously is a minor, um, so she couldn't you know, be reported in the news or anything like that. So I never, I couldn't find, like, if she admitted that it was real. Um, the only information ever came from Leota and her mother. But they both admit that all five of them at one time or another were all possessed. Naturally, when weird things start happening with kids, the Department of Child Services is called. And the department was called on Leota and her, and her mother. The worker that was assigned was scared out of her mind when during an interview at the hospital one of the children climbed up the wall backwards jumped oh. over the grandmother and was doing all kinds of weird shit uh so, I, I i did not enjoy picturing that i didn't either when i first read it so that was outside of the house um the reason they were in the hospital is the children were acting really weird one of the one of the younger siblings told his brother um that it was time for him to die and was trying to harm him and it took five grown adults to control him the social worker was scared out of her mind obviously like for valid reason but during that time they had her they had Leota evaluated and she was proven to be of sound, like sound of mind so they didn't do like they didn't take her kids away at that time. The police captain Charles Austin, he also believes that the place was haunted. He visited there many times and he says that it is haunted as well. So after the incident with the social worker, Leota decided to call Reverend Michael Magnot in late spring of 2012. He performed a few exorcisms and eventually he called the place a portal to demons and that there were over 200 demons in that house. Shortly after that, Leota moved her family out before the end of 2012. Where the fuck does do, do 200 demons fit in a fucking house? Yeah, right? Like, that's insane. So after reading all into this, it kind of seemed a little fishy to me. I don't know what it was about it, it just seemed weird. So I was looking at, I was trying to basically debunk it. I found this website that had information. Joe Nickel, he's from the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. He visited the home in 2014 and spoke with the landlord and the new tenant who had moved into the house after the almonds. Neither of them reported any demonic activity in the house after they moved out. And the landlord said that there was no activity prior to that family moving in. And he explained that the the, the demonic activity in the house seemed to center only around the almonds and her family. So it that's kind of... family that, that's haunted. Which is what I thought too. But there's been no report since moving from there that she, like her and her family have been haunted. So like that was weird too. But then here's where it gets weirder. So after she moved out, there was no demonic activity according to the tenant. In 2014, Zach Baggins, he's the host and producer of Ghost Adventures, mm -hmm. he bought the house and he released a, a documentary on it about the hauntings and stuff. And in, 2000, in January 2016, he tore down the house oh. because he believed that whatever was going on in that house should not continue to go he on. He is such a fake. I don't believe that. 
yeah that was kind of like just because like i've watched him before i don't really like his stuff so i was like okay like that's just suspicious yeah no i don't believe that one bit uh-uh yeah and then also i found some information the guy nickel that i had previously mentioned he actually was talking about how demonic disturbances center around children and that most of like the supposed possessions are, of children are actually explained by misbehavior that's just blamed on ghosts and demons. And then he, he I think it's him, I, I was confused on who exactly said it, but um, psychologists that evaluated the almonds after uh, her, her family reported the fixation on demons was part of a delusional system. So they they deemed her not sound of mind, even though the psychologist during the time she was living in the house deemed her deemed her okay. So it's just it's fishy all the way around. And it's one of those where I don't think it was real. Yeah, I think maybe Zach thought like eventually people are gonna want to go there and like explore the house themselves and most likely they're gonna find nothing because it's really not haunted. Yeah, and I also think he tore it down to, like, I feel he tore it down to boost his ratings on his documentary. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, I was really disappointed with this one, but, like, I think the idea of it is interesting. Mm-hmm. I just, The 200 I don't... Demons was, was it for me? A little excessive, yeah, it was a little yeah. excessive. Yeah, I read 200 Demons, and I was like, um, that's a small-ass fucking house. Like, there's no way. Crazy, yeah. girl, crazy. We've got to stop making TikTok references on this show. <laughs> I but I like that one. What is it? You're you're so you're you're so crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy girl. girl. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing that a lot about a certain somebody from a, a trial going on. Oh, I wonder who. <laughs> I wonder who. Probably the the girl that shit on a somebody's bed. Oh, that turd lady! <laughs> did you see? Dude, did you see? I can't what? believe she shit on his bed. She's fucking disgusting, man. I know. She's stupid and ugh. Anyways, did you see how they think she snorted cocaine? Dude, yeah. But someone else posted that video, but in slow mo and zoomed in, and so when she first does the whole like tissue di- thing, she does do it in like a way where it looks like she's sniffing something and then she removes the the tissue away for like a quick second and you see something white on her nose and then she yeah. wipes it away with the the tissue in her hand so it's like it could be or it could be a booger but like she's stupid if she really did that oh my god did you see the video where she intentionally waited for johnny to like walk out and then she got down from the stand and then acted all scared because he was walking towards her that was too cringe for me to finish. I started watching yeah. it, and as soon as I saw her, like, act scared, I stopped watching it. Because it was just too, like, secondhand embarrassment type shit for Yeah, me. I know. <laughs> my, no, my favorite, the secondhand embarrassment for me is my dog got stung by a bee, and then her face, like, scrunches up. <laughs> well, yeah, like, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> oh my god, but it was, like, the embarrassment, like... <laughs> she's just so like and i would believe she's on coke too because she's so like she's rushing through her words and she's stuttering and she i mean it's just crazy i mean i can't blame her for that part actually because johnny's lawyers were like on point with like hearsay hearsay like like her lawyers did to johnny 
<laughs> so she was like Johnny's lawyers. I know. Did you him. see? Did you see his lawyer that flipped Amber off? Yeah, he was. He's adorable. I know. I, I love him. him. I do too. He like looked at the jury to make sure no one was looking, and then just stayed <laughs> like that. And it's like, dude, you know, like, all of the cameras are on you, right? And he just gave, like, no fuck. I don't think he knows. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then uh, when she posed for the picture? Dude, yeah. Like, that was, that was cringe. Like, oh, dude, you really just did that. Like, yeah. does she? I really love how um, Johnny's female lawyer the is, one? yeah, how him and her are, like, intentionally try and get a reaction out of her and it's working i love it i love everything about it i love that it's taking over my fip actually i'm not really i'm not complaining about it it's interesting i only complain when it's like the same thing over and over and over again then it's like okay i want to say something else and like okay so we're way off topic you want to get into the serial killer of the week oh shit we're doing a podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Yes, I will go ahead and start doing Serial Killer of the Week. Ghosties, this week I have Pedro Lopez. So let's go ahead and uh, get started with this fucking... You're going to hate this guy. Like, he's... Uh, I don't like him. Pedro Alonso Lopez is a Colombian serial killer and child rapist who murdered a minimum of 110 young girls from 1969 to 1980 and claimed to have murdered over 300 victims across Colombia, Peru, and Ecuador. Let's go over these numbers really quick. 110 young girls from 1969 to 1980 and claimed to have murdered three about 300 victims that means that they only found a third of his victims that's fucking insane lopez claimed that by 1978 he had killed over a hundred girls before being caught and captured by members of an indigenous tribe these captors were preparing to execute him when a missionary from the u.s intervened and persuaded them to hand him over to state police However, the police had quickly released him like dumbasses. Born in 1948, Pedro Lopez was the son of a prostitute, Benilda Lopez de Castaneda. His mother banished him into the dangerous streets at only eight years old. The reason why she evicted him was because she allegedly found Lopez fondling his younger sister. He would roam alone in the streets of Bogota. Without surprise, he fell victim to the predators of the street. He was sexually assaulted and molested. He would move from home to home, but was then arrested for stealing cars when he was 18. Lopez claimed that during his incarceration... Oh, I knew I was going <laughs> to have trouble with this word. Okay, hold on. What Lopez... The fuck? <laughs> Lopez claimed that during his incarceration for car theft, he was brutally gangbanged. Or gang Are you okay? <laughs> no. Let me start that over. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was gang banged, huh? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, sorry, I don't know this is okay. <laughs> Lopez claimed that during his incarceration for car theft, he was brutally gang raped and that subs- 
and that subsequently, while he was still in prison, he hunted down the most brutal of his rapists and killed them. I know Chelsea is going to edit some of this out, Ghosty, but you just stay tuned for a blooper episode because... (laughs) I promise we're not laughing at the information that we're telling you. (laughs) I don't know, dude. Low-key, I might have to keep it in. (laughs) No, please don't. Don't do me like that, friend. Sister. (laughs) Please. I beg you, don't. Please don't do that to me. Anyways, Lopez said that after being released from prison, he moved to Peru and started murdering young girls. Lopez became known as the Monster of the Andes in 1980 when he led police to 53 graves in Ecuador. The victims were all girls between the ages of 9 and 12. That's, ugh. I really, I hate, I hate those numbers, man. I mean, any numbers, but 9 and 12, you know? Yeah, that's fucking sick. In 1983, he was found guilty of the murder of 110 girls in Ecuador. He further confessed to an additional 204. 40 murders in Peru and Colombia. Those are big numbers. Um, I have a very, very disturbing quote that um, Lopez said. So um, what do they say? Trigger warning? Yeah. It's a little disturbing. So if you want to skip the next minute or so, go ahead and do that. His quote is, I like the girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting, more innocent. Um, so something crazy about this dude is that he was released from a Colombian asylum in 1998, and his whereabouts are currently unknown. Wait. Mm-hmm. They fucking he was released let mm-hmm, from a Colombian asylum in 1998, and he is nowhere to be found. No one knows where he's at. But listen, it is Colombia. You know, we, we mentioned this in early episodes with Mexico, like, system's very different. Um, Oh, he's dead. You think so? Oh, I think he's dead. You don't think he's probably out there still doing shit? No. You got a hundred and something fucking dads ready to kill this motherfucker for taking their daughters. Listen, Colombia is, like, the same as Mexico, dude. Like, there are some areas that you just don't fuck with. Yeah, I've seen narcos. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, (laughs) um... (laughs) Oh my but, god. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you do have a really good point. And the last little fact that I have is uh, in the 2006 edition of the Guinness World Records credited Lopez as being the most prolific serial killer. His listing was removed after complaints that it made a competition out of murder, which is kind of true. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I actually saw this thing too where um, they were like, you know, if we stop giving serial killers these, like, really cool names. Cool names, yeah. And, yeah, and started giving them, like, little pathetic. Yeah, you saw the same one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, The Night Stalker, that's a good name. Jack the Ripper, that's a good name. But, yeah, the names are pretty cool, you know what I mean? And we shouldn't be thinking that way. I mean, wasn't one of the questions that we asked before on this podcast, like, if you were a serial killer, what would be your name? Yeah. I mean, if, if people, you know, if we didn't give serial killers these really cool names, like, 
they probably wouldn't want to be ki- like killing but at the same time like that's what's going to get the audience's attention i wonder what my name would be hmm i'm gonna think about that i'm i'm trying to think of one for you too now did we ever just like did we ever decide on yeah, that you have one because i think you posted something on instagram and someone commented like this would be your name a couple people red, commented let's do yeah let's something. do that i feel like i would be a black widow killer yeah i don't know what i'd be I'm just not meant to be a serial killer. I feel like you would be one of the vigilante serial killers. Hell yeah, bro. So while you're out there killing bad people, I'm over here killing my husbands. That's fine. <laughs> That's I'll, okay. I'll leave you, I'll leave you be. <laughs> I'll share some of the money with you to help fund your uh, your vigilante life. You keep my secret, I keep yours. You know what I mean? I call that fair game. A win-win? A win-win. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Continue. We need to stop. <laughs> We're recording a podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, ghosties. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it for my segment. I wanted to give you guys a very disturbing asshole this week. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to segment number three, the tarot card reading. Who's the tarot card reading for? Well, we're doing one for me because you didn't want to do this one, but right now i think we still have a couple people that want tarot readings but we're playing around with different spreads that we've like been looking at and it's really weird for me to do a spread on somebody that i haven't i haven't practiced around with so we're doing a tarot spread about connecting with the deceased loved one so card number one is the card to represent the loved one who has passed card number two is a message this loved one wants to give you. Number three is something this loved one thinks is important. Number four is how the loved one is doing on the other side. And number five is how the loved one will communicate with you in the future. So card number one, a card to represent the loved one that has passed. And the card is the Ace of Pentacles. So this loved one is represented by a time of new beginning in relationships. They were feeling happy and good about themselves. And it's a good time, or it was a good time, to begin new friendships and get out there and socialize. I'm not sure who that card would represent. What was the first part of the meaning that you said? Time of new beginnings and relationships. Do you think? It's like, this is a rough, tough subject, but I kind of got that as someone who came into something that already was, and he was kind of like an addition, or she was kind of an addition to something, whether that be the family or like... There's only one person I can think of, and I'm not sure. Yeah, Um, the rest of it didn't really represent that person if we're thinking of the same person. Who are you thinking of? Grampy? No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Okay, let's do the next card. Maybe that one will. Yeah, that one was really... Okay, so a message this this loved one has to give me. And the card is the Nine of Swords. You're weighed down by negative feelings and anxiety, and you feel like you're reaching a breaking point. Your concerns are not as terrible as you think they are, and you're struggling with a lot of guilt and regret, and you need to reach out to a trusted friend for advice, and I feel very fucking called out right now thank you for that that is like 90 (laughs) percent the same fucking shit you got last time (laughs) i don't mean to like i'm really getting called out and actually we just 
we just released, uh, we just recorded, like, as we're recording this, episode 12, the interview with my mom. And she called me out on that, too. Wow. (laughs) So, my girl. Yeah, apparently I need to fucking listen. Veronica, we're going to have a long chat after this podcast, okay? Yeah, we are. (laughs) Good therapy session. (laughs) All right. Card number three is something this loved one thinks is important, and the card is the moon. It's a time of uncertainty and illusion when nothing is what it seems. Perhaps there's a misunderstanding on your part. You need to start listening to your intuition so you can see beyond what is visible. Yeah. Actually, that's more important than you think right now because I've been decided, like thinking about doing something, and mm-hmm. that fits like right along with that. So, are you willing to talk about it or no? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm thinking of, um, well, I'm not thinking of it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards it doing, um, deity work. Huda, huda, huda? Doing, doing deity work. What's so, that? basically, you research the different deities and you pick one that you want to work with. And I've been working towards working with Medusa right now. What the fuck is a whatever a deity or whatever? A deity? It's like a god or a goddess. Okay. That you're working with for? With. 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 How are you? How? <laughs> We're going to have a long talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, that card makes sense to me. Like, I get it. So let's just, let's just move on now. <laughs> but I want to understand. <laughs> You'll understand later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the next card is how the loved one is doing on the other side. And the card is the Knight of Cups. They're emotionally balanced and loyal and a good listener. They would make a great spiritual guide. And they have balance between intellect and emotions and a deeper knowledge of the self. Wow. If that doesn't answer that question... <sighs> <laughs> that was like a perfect ass answer yeah i'm glad they're doing i'm still like a little low-key loss on who it is though i mean a loved one that's what makes it like you know you like you have to have known the person you know yeah but like the card that represents them the ace of pentacles it's weird like like it doesn't feel like it represents them you know because it's talking about like realizing their potential and stuff and it I don't know. Maybe pull another card at the end of this? Yeah, I could do as that. For, as if, if, you know, it could for be a clarity. little bit more specific. Yeah. All right. So the last card is the Ten of Pentacles, and it represents how the loved one will communicate with you in the future. Okay, I'm confused on this one, too. You've created financial security and long-term success um you've built foundations and you feel your happiness in all areas of your life you have domestic happiness uh, a good career and you've reached a relationship milestone and you're ready to settle down i think maybe by them guiding you to your best potential will be their way of like telling you they're there with you if that makes sense yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's just that's what I thought. Yeah, make maybe that's them telling me like I've I've made it and they've been there the whole time. I don't know. This is a really weird reading. I don't. I'm not sure if I really like this spread or not. It's confusing, you know. But I'm gonna try and pull another card that represents the, the two of cups. I have a lot of cups in this spread. <clears throat> cups and swords. 
All right, the Two of Cups. It's the attraction card. Likely popular and sought after. Things are going well. Mutual respect and appreciation and friendships. See that um, there's only there's only one person I can think of, but it's really weird. You gotta figure that that out though. That's like a like that's like a feels like a riddle mystery. Who is it? It's my mom's ex boyfriend who died in a car accident when I was in elementary school. And how do you know that? Because he's the only person that I had like he was new. Like he walked into the family that my mom and I had built together without my dad. And he was new and then like the ending where it's like the mutual respect and everything, he always treated me like I wasn't a kid, like I was actually part of the conversation and everything. I think I don't know. now I'm getting I have to say this because it's like like yelling at me, but I feel like since he knew you at such a young age question number five how the loved one will communicate with you in the future like maybe that's him trying to tell you too like he's been there for every milestone in your life and to continue to like look forward to him being there in the future for future milestones yeah he was too while he was around like he went to all my cheer competitions and everything like i legitimately thought he was gonna be my stepdad okay Let's uh let's end the podcast, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Make sure to give our social medias a follow. You guys, if you're interested in a free tarot card reading, please DM us. You have the choice of being anonymous or staying anonymous. Uh, we don't have to put your name out there. But yeah, this has been our episode for this week. We are your hosts. I am Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. Have a spooky weekend. Bye. Bye.